Hello, and welcome back to the Little Philosopher's Den podcast. I'm your host, Canton Little, and for today's episode, we are going to be talking about why I have decided to study philosophy and study French. Now, before we get started, I'd like to say that this is a free podcast, and I'm so delighted that you are listening and interested in hearing what I have to say. The main goal of this podcast is to entertain, to learn, and discuss ideas, discuss books, uh, and analyze them from different angles. Um, simply, I don't try to take away anything because I know there is a hardcore literature podcast uh, by Benjamin McAvoy, which is very enlightening when it comes to literature. Um, I highly encourage uh, all of you to listen to that podcast as well. Uh, with that being said, uh, this podcast does happily accept uh, donations, and I am always very delighted, or not very delighted, I'm very deeply appreciative of uh, any financial contribution. Again, thank you for listening, and let's get started. So, philosophy. A lot of people ask me, why do you study philosophy, and what, what are you going to do with philosophy? A lot of people view philosophy as a very useless major, and I argue that it really isn't. It's quite a useful, it's a very useful major. But before we get started into why it's a useful major, let me discuss why I decided to major in philosophy. To briefly summarize, in middle school, I read a book by Michio Kaku uh, called um, Beyond Einstein. Uh, my father gave it to me as a read uh, when I was in uh, the eighth grade, and I remember sitting down on the grass near the brick walls on the outside of the building, reading it and finding the quest for the uh, grand unified theory of physics uh, quite quite enjoyable, quite um, appealing to my desire to search for truth. And so I decided right from that moment that I wanted to become a theoretical physicist. And for those who don't really uh, aren't really familiar with the grand unified theory of physics, simply put, it is the combination of uh, quantum mechanics and general relativity into one concise theory that simply describes the universe, hopefully in a very idealistic sense, in a equation no longer than E equals MC squared. Um, and I do encourage you to read that book. I found it very enlightening. So during the first two years of high school, I decided to start teaching myself theoretical physics. And I started reading multiple different pop scientists, such as Richard Feynman and Carl Sagan, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. I read a lot of H. Okaku and, and his work. Um, let's see, I also read uh, Carlo Rovelli. Uh, I even read the Theoretical Minimum series by... Um, and so I, I was really interested in trying to teach myself physics because we didn't have a physics class in my high school. We only had physical science, which was a combination of physics and chemistry, uh, biology one and two, chemistry one and two, um, anatomy and physiology, zoology, and earth science. Uh, as far as math classes, we had pretty much everything up to calculus. And I did take calculus my senior year of high school, which was a very invigorating class. I'm eternally grateful for it. Um, and so I decided, uh, midway through, whenever I was listening to Dr. John Lennox talk about mathematics, I was also reading uh, Mathematics for the Non-Mathematician by Morris Klein, I decided that maybe I should pursue the, maybe I should pursue the queen of all the sciences. 
natural sciences, which is mathematics. Mathematics is by far the most pure field, and it describes the universe so elegantly. We can take anything from the universe, and you can describe it using mathematics. And so I found that very beautiful, very elegant, very artistic. So I decided to uh, switch over to pure mathematics in hopes of working on Riemann sums and, you know, working on the different unsolvable uh, mathematical problems that you can earn millions of dollars for. And, um, of course, I was always very good at math. Um, I remember struggling with math quite a bit in elementary school and in my middle school, my sixth grade uh, math class, I distinctly remember uh, the teacher making me out to be an idiot in the middle of class and I cried in the middle of class, I will admit, and that memory will always stick with me. But I had a teacher a couple years later who encouraged uh, mathematical thought and really helped open our eyes to it, and I am eternally grateful to them for that. And so during my first, most of my first term of university, I was a pure mathematics major. Um, I was taking a pre-calculus class. Um, so for those of you who aren't familiar with how the United States uh, college education system works, we typically take something called a ACT or an SAT. Typically in the South, you take the ACT. Uh, simply put, uh, the ACT pretty much dictates your college experience, uh, whether or not you get a lot of scholarships or your college is essentially free for you, what classes you get to take, what, you know, if you're in the honors colleges or not. Um, typically, you have to have above a 28 on the ACT. Uh, and so for my subscore for mathematics, it wasn't high enough, so I took pre-calculus instead of starting up with calculus, which made me feel intellectually insecure around my peers because I knew that a lot of the other math majors were already taking Calculus 1 or Calculus 2, and that didn't really help me um, so much. And I imagine that it's quite worse at Cambridge or Oxford or Harvard, Princeton, you know. And so uh, I decided to switch my major to computer science rather than stick with mathematics. And don't get me wrong, I still love mathematics and I find it a very um, fascinating uh, part of, of nature. And certainly it's something I like to study in my spare time, but it's simply something I didn't see a future in insofar as me being passionate about it. It was during this transition, namely to computer science and even uh, during my, uh, my small, my snippet of uh, computer science where I felt a bunch of stress because the way that I am wired personally, I like planning things in advance um, and looking at the, um, the, the future planning things, of course, with enough leeway um, because I am, uh, I don't really expect things to go uh, the way that they do all the time because sometimes assignments take longer. Sometimes the drive takes a little bit longer. So I'm not as um, strict on myself with that as I once was. So I felt a lot of stress. And it was during this little computer science snippet, and really the only reason I switched to that was because I figured that, oh, hey, Programming is very popular, it's very profitable, and I think it's something I could do. Of course, um, I am not inclined to programming. It is not anything that comes naturally to me. Uh, I'm somewhat embarrassed to say it, but I, uh, my family is a very analog family. We 
uh, did have the internet and we did have you know laptops and such, but we never I never really used them that much. I used encyclopedias and dictionaries and the sources and such uh, for looking up certain things. And as a Gen Zer, I find it somewhat uh, embarrassing that I'm somewhat technologically inept. And it was so bad that I would get excited if I got a Word document edited correctly or an email sent properly. Uh, so I bet you can imagine how awkward it must be for someone who is a Gen Zer uh, to be that bad with technology. But um, so before I started university, about the semester beforehand, I took um, an intro to philosophy class. Um, certain high schools will allow you to take college classes while you're in high school and you can get college credit and high school credit for those classes. And so I took intro to philosophy for humanities credit. Um, and I remember we read Aristotle, we read Thomas Aquinas, Rene Descartes, and Friedrich Nietzsche. And I found all the philosophers very interesting. I certainly will say I misunderstood Nietzsche far more then than I do now. Um, Nietzsche certainly is a very interesting philosopher. I think that he is very much misunderstood. I think that he sometimes gets a bit of a bad rap, and sometimes the bad rap is deserved. I will be completely honest. Um, so I've found that philosophy is very interesting. And I met a philosophy major um, later on in, the, in that fall term, and we got along swimmingly, and he told me that I had the philosophy book. Now, I was a bit surprised whenever I, you know, I heard it coined this way, a philosophy book. I was like, hmm, well, and he encouraged me to switch over to philosophy. He said I'd be really good at it. And I was a bit hesitant at first because whenever he told me he was a philosophy major, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's cool. But, you know, what are you going to do with it? I had the same thought as most people have whenever you mention something pertaining towards the liberal arts or humanities. You know, it's like, what are you going to do with that degree? There's not necessarily a factory or any sort of like field that's in uh, great need of a philosophy degree or a history degree or um, a theater degree or anything of the sort. And so whenever he told me, it's like, you know, I, I want to go to my to get my master's degree in apologetics and write books and all that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's actually really interesting. And after much thought and prayer and contemplation and really looking into it, I decided to uh, switch to philosophy. And that change was officially made, I believe, in November of 2021. It wasn't until about the spring of 2022 that I switched uh, that I added French uh, to the degree. So now, now that we have discussed my journey to uh, majoring or studying philosophy, I'm going to elaborate why I have decided to study uh, philosophy. Well, number one is that I have a natural inclination for the subject. Uh, my family is very much uh, based in books and history and literature and uh, science, mathematics. Uh, my father's a doctor. Uh, he practices family medicine. My mother studied history and did living history for several years. Worked with the uh, worked uh, at, at a historical society at, at some point, and so I've been around uh, both of the uh, the different fields, STEM and and mathematics uh, and and humanities, of course. Um, and I found that philosophy was a very interesting mix of the two. 
And not a lot of people really think of it like that. A lot of people, when they hear the term philosopher, they might think of Aristotle or Plato. Uh, they might think of uh, Bertrand Russell or some uh, Ivy League professor sitting in a chair or, or just a university professor sitting in a chair with a pipe just contemplating on the world. They don't necessarily think of the uh, logical side, uh, namely with mathematics, uh, analytical philosophy, and the really study of logic in and of itself, which is a very uh, interesting realm of philosophy. Uh, logic is a, was a very fun class to take last term. But I found that I had a natural inclination for it. I really like discussions. I like hearing ideas. I like logic. I like to debate, of course, in a very um, cordial, in a very... Um, understood understanding sense not where you're getting heated or you know disregarding another person's opinion or or argument simply because you don't want to hear it and so i decided that due to that natural inclination it must be something that i'm good at and we should help strengthen the things that we're good at the second reason why i decided to major in philosophy was because of my enjoyment of the subject uh, when I took Intro to Philosophy my um, senior year, I found it to be a very fascinating course. Hearing, uh, really reading Aristotle, um, I didn't really understand a lot of what he wrote, mainly because we read metaphysics, and that is essentially the Mount Everest of his work. It is very difficult to read and or even understand, but once you do, it's worth the climb. Uh, it wasn't until I read Thomas Aquinas, uh, that I really started saying uh, Aristotle and revisited him a bit. And Descartes, I felt like I was reading something that I wrote. It was somewhat uncanny because this, the, um, the diction and the, the, the thought process was, is very similar to how I approach thinking. It was uncanny. And reading Nietzsche, of course, at the time, I just didn't really understand him. We read Beyond Good and Evil and for anyone who's really read Nietzsche, you know that Beyond Good and Evil isn't the best theo uh, philosophical um, statement by Nietzsche. Mainly that's for like the genealogy of morals or Twilight of the Idols, which really help you understand Nietzsche's philosophy and why he believes and writes about what he does. Beyond Good and Evil really doesn't do Nietzsche justice, in my opinion. Um, and I found having to write and think and debates and discuss with my uh, classmates um, on these different philosophers, I found it quite enjoyable um, because we all got to think critically. We got to think from both different, from both sides. We got to really play devil's advocate with the, the different um, arguments presented. And I think it was a very rewarding class. And finally, the reason why I am majoring in philosophy is because philosophy and its tie with history. Some of the greatest minds within history have uh, been philosophers or have studied philosophy. Uh, for example, my favorite philosopher, Gottfried Wilhelm von Leibniz, uh, was a contemporary of Isaac Newton, and, and he's credited with being the last polymath. He was a big philosopher. Um, in fact, he has created, without doubt, my favorite um, argument for God's existence, uh, the Leibnizian cosmological argument. I love it so much, and maybe I'll do a podcast video on that, um, but why not right now, of course. Um, 
And a lot of uh, early scientists, mainly in the Enlightenment era and going into the uh, early modern era, were called natural philosophers because a lot of them did uh, had philosophy behind their mathematics or mathematics behind their philosophy. Um, it was a very interesting time. Uh, even in Plato's Academy, it said at the top, you know, of let he who doesn't know geometry enter here. Um, so there's a really deep, intimate tie with history. A lot of Plat uh, Plato's philosophy is found within Christian theology, which is very interesting. Um, a lot of uh, philosophical texts still influence us today. For example, Machiavelli's The Prince still holds an incredible um, sense of, uh, it's an incredible guide to ruling and leading that uh, influences us today for crying out loud, the United States Constitution, the Declaration of Independence were directly influenced from the founders' readings of philosophy and philosophical texts from the Latins and the Greeks and even their contemporaries at the time. So philosophy has a deep and intimate history with, um, with us and with the history of our country, namely the United States and most other countries, of course. And so I found that very fascinating. So uh, as far as the French goes, I decided to study French because um, during uh, high school, we had uh, French uh, classes. And so I took two years of French uh, and my teacher, when I first met him, I swear, I thought he was a native French speaker because his French was perfect, perfect pronunciation. Uh, everything was, it just made sense. But I was surprised whenever I found out he was from the same hometown as me. And I remember when he got his government certification from France saying that he was a certified, uh, pretty much certified bilingual. And so he can be used to translate, excuse me, to translate um, different uh, documents or be a translator for the U.S. government or the French government. Uh, and I found that I found that really, really incredible. And French uh, was a language that I fell in love with as a child. Um, J'aime de la langue de française, or J'aime de française, I love French. Uh, J'aime de la France, les coutures, l'histoire. I love a lot of everything that comes from France. I, I just find it, it appeals to me, uh, I suppose, uh, in an artistic sense, but also appeals to me in a historical sense. I find the French very interesting people. I find the culture just fascinating. I love the history. I love the food. Oh, the food is to die for. But I digress on that aspect. It is eventually my hope to uh, eventually live in France and maybe teach English for a couple of years after I teach English in Japan for a couple of years. But I digress. So philosophy is a misunderstood major. A lot of people tend to misunderstand, like, why would you major in something that isn't profitable? They don't see it as profitable. And the, the it's a big shame in our society now that we see degrees that, that we see degrees that they have to have some sort of profit. They have to bring some sort of value rather than it being something that we just enjoy studying or something that we want to study. And of course, the cost of college is outrageous. So I completely understand people who want to study something that's profitable and study what they're passionate about on the side. Completely understandable. But the reason why I study philosophy is because philosophy, it studies the fundamental nature of our reality, of our existence, uh, how we gain knowledge, it literally means in Greek, the love of wisdom, philosophos, which is the love of wisdom. It's the most fundamental definition. That's the most fundamental definition of philosophy. Um, 
And so I just think that uh, it's just misunderstood because philosophy is an academically respected degree. It is a very difficult degree, not as difficult as, say, physics or mathematics or even architecture, but it is a difficult degree degree because it enforces you to think critically, forces you to look at things from both sides. Um, and it forces you to reflect on yourself and to, to really carve your own um, belief systems, your own ideas, your own thoughts to grapple with dangerous ideas. And bravery is certainly a, a virtue that we need more of in our society today. Um, according to a, a study from the Wall Street Journal, um, graduates with a philosophy or international studies degree earn about 103% or 97.8% more 10 years after the commencement ceremony. Um, of course, this is somewhat older data, but given the percentile here, it shows that the mid-career uh, 10th percentile salary for a philosophy degree is approximately um, 81200 Oh, pardon me. That's the mid-career median salary is 81000 a year, which is really good um, comparing it to, let's say, history or even uh, geography. Uh, or, you know, theater, drama. And a lot of philosophy students uh, tend to make really high scores uh, on the GRE. Um, and on the, the average LSAT score, uh, philosophy students and philosophy majors have the highest average LSAT score, according to the Law Admission Council, um, which this data was published in 2014. Uh, the mean GMAT scores by the ma by major. This data also comes from 2014. Is um, philosophy is the fourth at highest average, with physics being number one, mathematics being number two, engineering being number three. And so I find all that very fascinating. And a lot of businesses are hiring philosophy majors to help with diction, like writing. Uh, and to help really think outside the program, uh, because a lot of programs now, namely MBAs and such, a lot of business degrees, you end up going out there thinking the same as most other people. Not saying that's a bad thing per se, but when you're trained to think the same way as a lot of other people, as Elon Musk said, there's no room for innovation. You know, you know that when you when you have every MBA is taught taught to uh, think the exact same way throughout in the country, there's not going to be much room for innovation or thinking outside the box. So, I think that that is certainly a um, useful tool is to study philosophy, and I find it very interesting that businesses are hiring more philosophy majors um, than they are business majors. Of course, my advice to business majors is to um, try to figure out what type of business you want to do. Try to figure out really what you want to do. This is my advice for anyone uh, in university currently is don't wait until the last minute once you graduate to figure out what you want to do. Try to get an idea of what it is you're passionate about or what it is that you hope to do. Of course, there'll be times where you have to do jobs that you don't want to do or do jobs for experience. But of course, all things lead to good. Uh, as far as the data goes, I got all this. Um, I got the Wall Street Journal thing, Wall Street Journal, and I got the value of philosophy charts and graphs from the Daily Notes, 
Um, so uh, I just wanted to give credit where credit is due. So philosophy is a misunderstood major, as are most of the humanity degrees, but it is a very rewarding major. I can tell you my journey with philosophy thus far has been a very rewarding major, uh, um, a, a very rewarding endeavor, of course. At times, it can be uncomfortable because you're having to grapple with ideas or thoughts, uh, arguments that you otherwise wouldn't want to deal with, things you wouldn't want to think about. Um, and so I just find it rewarding to think of counterpoints, to agree, disagree, why do you disagree, to really formulate and organize your thoughts. French is a useful degree because any sort of language that you know fluently or learn will always be useful because we always need people to speak languages. And so I will end the episode here. Again, I thank you for listening to the Little Philosopher's Den podcast. I'm your host, Canton Little, and I will uh, see you next time. Thank you again.